son or hi you or you and your partner or you and your friend watching this video hi welcome to the lightroom my youtube channel i'm really really glad to have you here if you know me my name is Tristan and i'm your host here every time you tune into this youtube channel you see my face or myself and someone else <laughs> but i'm your host here and it's really great to have you if this is the first time you're listening to my voice or anything about the Lightroom, it would be great if you go to our previous videos, watch them. We have so many things that you could learn from, you could enjoy while you watch. So just go to our previous channels or our previous videos rather and watch them. We also have a podcast platform. <laughs> you can listen to us on any platform you stream your podcast or consume podcast content from. Yeah, welcome to my channel. <laughs> Glad to have you here. So based on requests, I will be talking about life after school. I didn't think that I would do that as a topic, but I got a request to talk about it. And here I am talking about life after school. Not like I finished school 10 years ago, but okay. So yeah, um, I finished school when COVID started. I finished school in 2020, right? I was supposed to convocate in June 2020, but COVID happened, so I finished school, like my final exams, at the end of 2020, and I had my convocation ceremony in 2021. So when people ask me when I finished school, I actually say 2020, because that's when I finished. They already party the next year. <laughs> anyone works, take anyone you want. Anyway, I finished school, I went to Covenant University, and I studied business administration here for four years. But because of COVID, say four and a half years. No, four years. Four years, a few months. There about nothing, no big difference. So yeah, I finished school in 2020. And I came home, or school closed on a Friday. And by Monday, I had volunteered to be a teacher in a school. For some reason, I just wanted the experience of teaching children again. I had that experience before when I taught in children's church, but I wanted to do that in a school setting. And I didn't have any particular thing that was pending for me at home. Like, I didn't have a job I was going back to. I had a business, but it was more functional in school than outside of school. So I decided to just take on the teaching job. I volunteered for it. So I, my friend, my friend told her mom, her mom owns a school and I started working there. It was not close to my house, let's say. I, I stay in Oshodi and the school is in Akonjo. If you are not familiar with Lagos, that's like, that's like 30 minutes or let's say 20 minutes without traffic, the traffic is going to be something else. So 20 minutes without traffic, and then if you're using the bus or public transport from my house, you will take one bike, one bus, and another bike. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a distance, right? And then I would go to school. I was teaching basic five. Then there were like seven students in my class. I was teaching basic five, and it was pretty interesting, you know, leaving school and then coming back to school and quickly i developed a relationship with 
the children there, I grew quite attached to them. I remember one time I walked into the class and there was this argument. I can't remember what they were arguing about. But just to drive a point home, I started making them recite certain things when they come to class. So before I start teaching, I'll say things that repeat after me, they repeat after me. I'll say, I'm smart, I'm intelligent, I can do better in my academics, like those exact words. And they kept saying to a point that they actually owned it. As I'm talking now, that, that memory just flashed through my mind and I, I really miss them. I miss those children so much. So yeah, I started working in school the very next week after I finished school. And thinking back, that was a noble thing to do, but it was not very wise for my health because I had just finished a hectic round of final year submissions for projects, running around for clearance and everything. I I should have paused to take a break. Thankfully, I didn't break down, but it's not healthy, right? Sometimes just take a break and breathe. But the way I've lived my life so far, I just pretty much like to not be idle. Like, I, I, I do one thing or the other. Backstory, I finished secondary school in July 2016. I resumed Kamala University in August 2016, did my four years. In my course, doing an internship was not compulsory, but I did an internship twice in corporate settings. And then the third time that's in my 300 level, instead of doing an internship, I went to work in the market. Because as a hairstylist, I am a hairstylist. I don't actually do that now. But then that was a major business for me in school. So I went to a market just to learn some styles that I was not familiar with. And it was worth my while here. But I've just been used to that kind of life, always actively doing something. Because I believe life on this side of earth or life on this side of eternity is short. So I don't want to die wishing that there were so many things I did and did not do. <laughs> right? So... That's why I live my life that way. For many people, my life in school may come off as boring because there are so many things I did not do and I was not interested in doing. I was not interested in uh, parties, whether good parties or bad parties. Parties were just not my thing, right? I could get tired at my own birthday party, so parties have never been my thing. I mean, this wedding is God. <laughs> it's God because parties are just... I can be jivey and bubbly for like the first one hour. After that one hour, my battery will just be dropping small, small. My smell will be turned from to like, you know. So I, I, I've never just been a party person, right? So I never went to parties in school. Even in secondary school, when they used to do all those reunion. I don't even know why we are doing reunion when we are still in school. But when I used to do reunion, doing, you know, holidays and all of that, I never went for one, never. I wish I did, maybe, I don't know, but I just never went for it. So my life in school was basically, I won't say read my books because I didn't read that much. I enjoyed my course. I listened in class. But for my CGP, I don't think I read to deserve my CGP. <laughs> I just, I, I learned more by listening in class and applying it to my real life. So it was easy for me to, to do well academically because I understood my course. I understood what I was writing, not because I used to read so much. I read, but not like dip my leg inside water. 
and be reading. If the sleep should come, that's it. Oh. That's it. There's no dipping leg inside what I hear. So, <laughs> yeah, that was me in school. And then um, in my hundred level, I didn't care much for extracurricular, all this chapel. I almost said chapel perfect. Um, chaplaincy, student council. I didn't, I didn't really know to send. I don't even remember who was who in my hundred level. But I remember that in hundred level, I really had a strong drive to be the best graduating student. It was just something I wanted to do for a reason. When I was in secondary school, I didn't do badly in school. From time to time, I'll maybe get a subject award or something like that. But I always felt like a second fiddle because I never really set a goal that I hit. So let's say I resume the term and I set the goal and I say, I want to be first position, at least top three. I never really hit that goal. And it was always nagging me because I always felt like, why can't I do this? So when I entered university, I was like, okay, this is a fresh slate. This is time to try again. So I wanted the feel of setting a goal and actually achieving it. And thankfully, I did. All right, I I, I was the best graduate student in my department, you know, the entire school, right? But in my department and in my college. And I'm grateful for it because... To be honest, I can't really... You know how some people say it's God and they say it's just to water down their efforts? You know, I, I really believe that God came through for me on many times. Well, on many occasions, rather. God came through for me and I'm grateful for that. But yeah, that was me in school. Then at some point, I became more active in co-curricular stuff. I was in part of the student council, which I enjoyed. It, it had its ups and downs. <laughs> But I enjoyed it as well. Then, now, going back to after school, I'll just give you an example of, I, I said, shared all that to just give you perspective on how my life was in school. There was never really a point where I was like, less busy, less busy. I was that person in school that was always busy, right? And I always genuinely had something to do. It was either I was making hair when I was free, like making, you know, some income for myself, or I was editing someone's write-up, someone's book, whether in school or outside school. I was doing a tutorial, just something. Like, I liked the busy life. I almost got high on it, right? That's a thing. Like, it was, it was something for me. It gave me it gave me a sense of confidence in my abilities, and I liked it, right? So after school, as I said, I started working in the school. Then I needed to do my NYC. I don't like talking about my NYC year because I think it was a dark year. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. I won't lie. I did not enjoy it. I went to camp. I went to camp and all that. But like, I did not particularly enjoy the scheme. All right. But I, I did it nonetheless. And then in that period, I wanted to, I got an offer to work in a particular company. And you know me, I just came out of school now. Nobody had offered me a job before. So it was such a big deal when, you know, somebody reached out and told me, ah, we heard of your results or we want to offer you a job here and everything. And it was a company owned by someone I deeply respect, right? And while the starting salary was not great, it was not great, I, I deeply respect this person. And I'm like, I could learn here. I could learn here, right? And along the line, my friend introduced me to an opening for a vacancy where she worked. An opening for a vacancy. A vacancy where she worked. 
I never saw myself working there, but like there was a vacancy, it fit the descriptions of what I could do and what I had experienced. And so I applied and I remember being anxious about it because I needed to sort out my PPE and everything. And I hadn't gotten a response. I was at the crossroad where I needed to pick either between that job I had applied and I applied for and you know the job I was offered. The only difference is that one of them pays at least a starting salary times three of what the offer I was given was. But it was dicey for me because I was not sure I was going to get the job for, for certain. At the end of the day, with patience and waiting just a bit, not making brash decisions, I got the job and I'm grateful I did because with this Nigeria that is Nigerian, I don't know how I would have survived with the things I have on my plates or on that job. It, it would not have worked. <laughs> anyway, and that job was not remote. Like, I had to go to work. Imagine, I would just spend all my, my salary on transport and maybe feeding cheese balls and... Uh, Gala. <laughs> so it was not enough. But then I got the job there. It was, it introduced me to Texas, Texas life. Is <laughs> it Texas? <laughs> Texas life. So yeah, I'm in Texas. Apparently. So I found. Um, it was interesting. Thankfully, it's such a great working environment because I can learn, I can be myself, I can, you know, be in an environment that's not toxic. I've done IT before, and one of them was toxic, one was not. One of them, see, it was just where I am, it's just a better work environment, right? A place where people genuinely care about your well-being while you work. So that alone is an incentive to work, right? Even when Nigeria's inflation rates, or even the world's inflation rate, inflation rates, rise generally the fact that there are other non-monetary compensations your health is priority so for instance when you're sick at work they don't tell you yeah, yeah come to work like that man you know they take your health seriously and all those things just showed me that ah, this is how life should be right now there are some jobs that if you if you dash me i won't collect because i can't die <laughs> i just can't <laughs> so there are some jobs they want to take your bone marrow your blood your intestine they want to take everything love you how much <laughs> so um, I got a job and I started working and I, I, I was in a relationship from 2020. I, I got into a relationship in 2020 and now I'm married. <laughs> that has moved pretty fast in the past two years. But one thing that has been a driving force for me is enjoying every phase of my life, enjoying every single phase of my life, the parts that make sense to me, the parts that don't make sense to me. So for the longest time, there was a part of my life where I was just always looking forward to getting married. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was just always looking forward to that phase. And one day while I was praying, I just had to calm down and call myself out on it. That life in itself is a gift. So what if, what if Christ comes now? Like, would I be disappointed because I did not get married? I need to rewire my mind that the rapture and Christ coming back for me is... is is a million times more important than getting married. And it doesn't always feel that way, right? But it's something I had to renew my mind over and over and over again for, right? Training my mind to set itself on things above. It was not easy. 
or pleasant, but it was necessary because my life is not my own. Yeah. So I, I just learned to enjoy every phase of my life. I'll just, you know, shine more light using my relationship as an example. So when we were just dating, I remember always telling my babe that I enjoy being your girlfriend. I enjoy, I, I'm not happy that, oh, you know, we still have a lot of boundaries. I mean, I can't sleep over, I can't sleep over, you know, we can't live in the same house, all these things, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. But I enjoyed the thrill of having, finding ways to spend creative time together. I enjoy, you know, thinking about where to go next and all of that. I learned to enjoy those moments while looking forward to other moments where I could enjoy just sitting with you on the couch for hours without checking the time that is late, it's Lagos, I have to go home, all those things, right? So I just learned to enjoy every phase. And I think it, it, it makes me not look back and wish I did or wish I did not. So I don't, I don't miss, you know, even when I said this, I didn't miss being single because I enjoyed myself when I was single. I took care of myself. I found myself. Of course, there were days where I was like, God, Am I stone? Maybe I'm a bricklayer. <laughs> no shades to bricklayers. But like, I'm like, oh, what happened? There are days like that. But still learning to enjoy every phase of my life, making it count. Because my life is important. It's important in God's eyes, so it's important to me. And I'll make every moment count, right? Because if you keep looking forward to the next best thing, it will not finish. Like, now that I'm married, I'll now start looking for when we can now be traveling up and down the world. We'll now be the couple that travels. Or I'll start looking for when, looking forward to when I'll give birth. I'll not finally give birth. I'll not start looking for when I'll give birth to the second one. I'll not give birth again. I'll not start looking forward to when they will grow up and get out. <laughs> yes. There will always be something to look forward to. So learn to enjoy every moment. They will never come back. They will never come back. This this precious moments that you have, you can't get them back again. Right? But some, some periods of your life are not God's plan. They are pure delays. There are just some periods that you have to go through. Let patience have its full work. So let's enjoy every moment of your life. Don't dismiss any part of it. Enjoy it with your chest. Own it. Right? Enjoy it. Enjoy it. But enjoying it does not mean you're not living self-denial. You're not be forming all these um, philosophical quotes. Maybe you are, you are running a side business, but you really want a job because it pays more. And you're just not ready for the kind of structure in a business that brings in like big money. But you now keep saying to yourself that uh-uh, fire your boss. They are the ones stealing your dreams. It's only to admit that you want a job that pays you good money. You are saying fire your boss. Okay. <laughs> My point is, yeah, enjoy every face of your life. Don't, don't pretend like you don't want something better. It's fine to want better things. But just enjoy your life. Okay. Okay. Also, know what you want and be unapologetic about it. I think this is a point. Or okay, two more points and I'll wrap up my video. Know what you want and be unapologetic about it. I've always known that I wanted to settle down early. Why? I'm a Christian. I have firm beliefs on boundaries. And even though I have firm beliefs on boundaries, but you know, if I would, right? I don't want to miss Jeff, right? And at the same time, you know, I want to enjoy... I want to enjoy life with a person without having to think, I don't know, get so much, or there's no sudden to close, so all those things, all those things. So I always knew that I wanted to get married early and just cut out some temptations in my life, right? I always knew that. 
And then I'm a lover girl. I can't, I can't even hide it. <laughs> I've, I've just always wanted to marry on time. So I started to learn about what marriage entails very early, like from secondary school. I started reading books, watching videos from the right people, thankfully. So I, I had prepared my mind for what I wanted. I, I just knew I wanted it. So there are many people that would say, ah, you're not too young. You just finished school. Go and do master's now. That's not what I wanted. I wanted to get married and I've got to marry. Q-E-D. Yes. <laughs> I'm unapologetic about it. Like, there's nothing anyone can say now. Even if they say, I'll assume they are correct. I'm already married. <laughs> you can't change. <laughs> so I knew what I wanted and I was unapologetic about it. And it's not like I was unapologetic that I know listening to counsel. No. Uh, of course I listened to counsel. Of course I thought through my decisions, but I knew that this was what I wanted, right? And I went for it. I prepared for it, prayed for it, I went for it, right? Then be patient with yourself. It's, you, you, you should be able to watch yourself constantly grow and constantly evolve. You are not the best version of yourself right now. Your best version is still in front. Your best days are still ahead of you. So be patient. Give it time. There are some things that you will never get better at if you don't give it time. You never get better at public speaking if you don't public speak, <laughs> if you don't do it, if you don't give yourself time to hone your skills. Imagine if as a baby, you didn't start you, you didn't start walking immediately you were born. Nobody does that. But imagine a baby was forced to walk immediately they were born. It's just wrong. It won't happen. You would, you would stretch the baby beyond what is normal, right? Every baby was born with the ability to, or is born with the ability to walk in them. They have legs. Just give time to those legs to grow. Give time to their joints to form. When babies are born, there's a way you, you cradle them from their necks because they are stable. They'll still be wobbling. Would it mean that their neck will not be stable one day? It will be stable. See me now, I can crack my neck. I couldn't do that when I was a baby. <laughs> I mean, imagine my mom was worried about that. That hurt. So she cannot bend her neck. She cannot crack her neck. <laughs> it won't make sense. Right? So give some things time. Be patient with yourself. Allow yourself to grow. I mean, you just started the business and you're comparing yourself with Apple. How? What? <laughs> Why are you doing that? <laughs> what is the problem? You be patient, okay? Okay? Although, even though people are comparing yourself with on IG, have you labored the way they labor? Right? The people you are comparing yourself with have done something. So don't just compare your results with their results. Compare your efforts with their efforts. Maybe it will help you calm down. By the time you see the efforts that the people you are looking up to have put into their lives, you will calm down. You even reevaluate whether you really want that thing or not. Do you understand? So calm down. Give it time. Lastly, trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He directs. God is faithful. God is faithful and His leadings are progressive. Many times, the leadings of God work like headlamps on a car. You are only able to see just in front of you. You may not be able to see the next 20 years clearly, but you can know what to do next. So be patient and trust God. Follow his leadings step by step, step by step. Even when you can't hear him visibly, audibly say something about the situation you're in, let wisdom guide you. Let wisdom guide you. Do the wisest thing at the time if God is not giving a specific 
instructions. Seek counsel. See, God, God gave us brains so that we can give him rest. There are some things you just have to calm down and think about. There are some things that don't need prayer, right? There are so many things to pray for. There are some things you don't need to pray for, right? Pray for the persecuted. Well, you don't need to pray for things like, God, how do I make money? Get a job. Start a business. Yes, you can pray to God for direction on where best to invest. But I mean, do due diligence now. Search on what to invest, you know. Study the markets. Don't go and buy crypto in a bull market at the wrong time. Your money will go. You will not even understand what happened or what hits you. And God will still love you. Ah, uh-uh, you still can cry in God's arms and he will welcome you back, but you'll be so broke. Oh God, you'll be so broke. So use the resources that God has given to you. Okay. Make best use of them. Maximize the people around you. Don't use people, but like use uh, make the best best use of the moments around you. Ask questions, seek counsel, be patient. Our life will keep life in. Okay. Be patient with yourself. I'm being patient with myself. I'm sharing this is not a statement that, oh, I've arrived, I finished everything I'm supposed to do, oh no, there's some things that I'm still not clear about, there's some things I still need to learn, things I need to unlearn, but life is happening and I'm learning to enjoy each day as it comes and I want you to do the same as well. It's been great, as usual, being here, being your host, sitting pretty, <laughs> it's been great, so I want you to have a lovely, lovely day or night <laughs> ahead of you and I'll see you in our next video. Before you go, I beg you, subscribe to this channel like this video share with your friends talk about the live stream comment nicely ask me a question okay and i'll be in the comment section so go for it so till next time bye, -bye.